0: Warning, this episode contains foul language, discussions of rape and murder, and potential triggers for OCD.
1: podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with a special guest and we talk about something weird. My name is Lauren and this is my co-host Ashley. Hi weirdos. Hey guys. This time around, we are discussing obsession. Everything obsession. from killers who keep mementos to stalkers who won't give up on their prey, paired with a dive into why people have a fetish with murderers and criminals. Buckle up, you're in for a bumpy and probably very disturbing ride. But there's no doubt you will obsess over this episode.
2: <gasps> Ooh! <laughs>
1: Please help me welcome our special guest this week, returning from season one, a fan favorite and lover of
0: Sasquatch, George! Yes! Yay! Hi, George! Thanks for having me, weirdos. Do you have any updated Sasquatch news for us?
3: Same old, same old. He's running around the Pacific Northwest (laughs) waiting (laughs) for us to make contact.
0: Have you seen any of the videos I've posted on our Keep It Weird page? I feel like every time I post something, you immediately are like, hello.
3: Yeah, I never want to, but I always decide to do it especially when was it when you went to the haunted whatever it was and there was audio files
1: oh yeah that the were Biltmore slowed Hotel. down
3: oh my gosh oh yes yes that was terrifying that's and awful. i saw the posts and was like just don't do it just don't so, listen so to many it. posts of babies and cats and <laughs> other things so you're but very I disturbed to it so many times and i'm like yeah i'm terrified yeah,
0: no we had uh there was that one i it was during the winter. Do you remember the p- video I posted that I found? And it was like some people and they stepped out on their porch and they were like, "Do you hear that?" And It's oh, like and the snowy. howling, yeah. And yeah. you could hear like yeah. the howling, like, and they Ooh. were like, "What the fuck is that?" And I was like, "It's Bigfoot. It's yeah, definitely Bigfoot." Else,
3: it could be either one of the biggest conspiracies, or there's there's something out there that we don't know. Right. Yeah. Those are the options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either everyone's in on it because the amount of sightings are insane.
0: Well and also like the original video of the Bigfoot, like the the most famous video, mm-hmm. that if that is a costume, what's interesting about it is that that creature has breasts. Yeah. And I feel like cuz that video's from like the 60s, 60s or, or 70s. 70s. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's not really a detail that someone would add to for a, a hoax. Yeah. Sure. Cuz that's, that's what made bigfoot like the legend that it is like there was always legends of it like native americans had absolutely bigfoot yeah. legends and and whatnot pretty much all all of our elders <laughs> a- across the world have like a bigfoot type legend so right. oh yeah it's always been a legend but that's what made the lore you know worldwide kind yeah. of mm-hmm. and um i just feel like the breasts would be something that's not quite mm-hmm what you would think of you just i don't know Yeah, yeah. But that is it's interesting very compelling every it's definitely time i watch it it's... groups
3: of people that would have never interacted with each other around the globe have yeah. a very similar breakdown and its evolution is the same as like a polar bear like why is it one way in this region and different in another yeah because of its surroundings yeah so it it makes sense on paper but who knows
0: yeah but it's still you know it's still hard to grasp not having caught one, for right. example, yeah. you know what I mean? Like not yeah. having one. There's not
1: one that's being studied because someone yeah. was yeah, able to one, catch like, it and bring zoo, it back to a lab. You know yeah, so, like,
3: yeah, we forget how big the wilderness is. Right. Like, born and raised in a city my whole life. I don't know what it's like not to have sounds around me of other people or lights or something going on outdoors. But as soon as you get out there in the middle of nowhere and just the thought of like for miles and miles around me, there's... No one around. Yeah. It's it's very probable that things could hide out there.
0: Absolutely. Thunderbird. Hello. Thunderbirds.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just go listen to our last episode that had George exactly. on it. We talk about all listen of this. Listen episode five. Just like, like,
3: redo um, it. We'll just start over. We'll start now.
1: Yeah, actually. Yeah, it's fascinating. Forget actually, about obsessions. We're gonna be talking about round two of Cryptids and the land that we haven't discovered yet.
3: They recently did get footage of that big octopus in Japan, the big Did they red. really? Yeah, it was on the internet like two days ago. No way. It was just as terrifying. Oh, I'm And again, sure. that was something that no one believed was true. And now mm. it's like, oh, yeah, we got another video of it. No big deal. Just another video.
1: And I hate that people are so nonchalant
3: about it because oh, that absolutely. is the
1: most terrifying thing yeah. I can ever imagine in my head. Yeah. I hate the sea.
3: Yes. Oh, same. We've all agreed. The sea is. The sea's the worst. The sea the is worst. terrible. It's the worst. Creatures need to breathe air. <laughs> yes, they know. do. Yeah, no.
0: because when they do, don't that's the that's the problem, really. Yeah.
3: Breathing water? No, when they breathe you. water, that's, that's when you
0: have to question their I've seen their shape, shape of motives. water.
3: You can't trust those people.
0: <laughs> so I have something that I want to bring up, and I don't know if you guys know anything about it. Did you guys watch Smallville?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever finished. There were a lot of seasons, but I watched the first few.
0: Okay. Do you know the actress Allison Mack?
1: Who did she the play? The Secret World of
3: Allison. I have
0: no. Oh no gosh, idea. that show. Let's see, Allison she Mack could become slime. She is best known <laughs> as her role as Chloe Sullivan on Smallville. Hmm. This blonde girl. Do you see her? i you recognize her? her before? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Do you know what's going on with her right now? Oh, no. Oh, my God. So she is number two in a sex cult.
1: What? what? Who's,
0: yes. So this is all breaking news right now. So there's this, basically what it is, is it's like Scientology for D-list stars. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, it's sad.
3: called Rejects of Scientology.
0: NXIVM which maybe stands for something. I'm not really sure. But there is the the leader is Keith Renier. Okay. And she, Allison Mack, is the secret second in command. And it's a sex trafficking cult. Basically, all the women in the cult are raped repeatedly. And... But it's it's like Scientology, like their website is like, oh, it's meditative. And like we're basically trying to bring like a oneness to the world. But it turns out all these women, it's it's sex trafficking. They're bringing women in from other countries. They're shipping women out. They are branding them branding them branding them. no way so this is one of the brands on the women California gosh it's such an intense brand too it's fresh and that's her her initials they think they're pretty because that's the girl who showed them this said that was Allison Mack who did this to her and those are her initials and uh, not only that but the the brunette girl from Smallville as well I think she played a love interest her name is Kristen crook Creuk, Crook. She was the brunette in Smallville. Okay, who I think I didn't watch Smallville, so it's hard for me. This girl, she was oh, also yeah, so a she was part like of, the of the cult. Lead girl, yes. So she was also a part of the cult, but apparently she claims that she never recruited anybody oh for this because basically, what Allison Mack, her job was to bring, bring the women in. in.
3: So they're open about this? They they talk no, about no, it? No, no, they're and...
0: denying it. But he was just, they, they've they had evidence against this guy, enough evidence that they arrested him oh, today. Oh, wow. Th- no, Thank three, goodness. three or four days ago. And they think that Allison Mack is going to be arrested next. I wow. hope so. For this crazy cult. But I was like, what is happening right now? Jeez. But it is. It's like Scientology, but for like D-list That's stars. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it's like, Scientology... these people that
1: I don't know their names. Yeah, there
0: are lists online of like the different like, um, you know, "quote unquote" celebrities that yeah. are a part of this, and it's all like f- reality TV stars, and I'm like, oh who? Gosh. And then it's like they were on season four of Road Rules, and I'm like, "Oh yeah! Oh,
1: of course, that guy. Yeah. That's and they what they're all doing all came now. together wow. over the torture of women. That's well. Have great. you
3: guys seen Wild Wild Country? I haven't yet. No. Is You're going to lose it. <laughs> really? You're going to lose it. The fact that we don't know more about this entire story that happened blows my mind. Is it oh my a gosh.
0: series or a documentary? It's
3: a series. Okay. It's, okay but it's so. a documentary. But, yes, it's, but it's broken up in it's a series. But it's not a movie. It's yeah, sort yeah, of like, it's,
0: is it sort of like The Keepers? Did you watch? Oh gosh, the keepers? I watched the intense. keepers. Yeah.
3: It's more like making a murder, I would oh, say, where okay, it's okay. like it's the same story, and they start you off. I think it's like a total of seven or eight episodes, an hour each, and it it breaks down this cult that was started in the Pacific Northwest, started in India, moved to the Pacific Northwest, um, so they could freely practice, and it expands globally. By the end of it, they. I'm not going to ruin it, but watch it. It's very good. Yeah, I was like, I don't even want to hear all the details because
1: I can't wait to watch it. Netflix,
0: I think, is really horrible at advertising. They are. You have to dig around. You don't know. I I remember when Ritual came out. Yeah. Like, I just, like, turned on Netflix and it was, like, Ritual starring three of your favorite actors. And it's a horror movie. It's an indie horror movie. And it was like, why didn't I... Why don't I know about this? Why didn't Why anyone tell me no about one it? Told and me. it's yeah. a phenomenal movie. And then, movie. like Wild Wild Country, just popped up one day, and it was like, "You may like." And I was like, "I know nothing about this, but right. if you tell me, like, you'll like a movie called Wild Wild Country, I'm gonna tell you, no, I won't, yep. because that yes. sounds like it's about line dancing, and I don't want to. And right. I don't, line don't want to know anything about it. Have you yeah. now finished the series, saying. George? You're oh, absolutely. It was <laughs> like, oh, one I of those it like, in a day. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It was one of those like somebody at work was like, Oh, check this out. You might enjoy it. And then I came back to work the next day. I finished it. It was my life for that Ooh. entire night. Like it's like oh, it's wait. very interesting. Yeah. Check All it right. out.
0: I good still haven't, though, just by the way, before we start li- talking, I, I still haven't finished The Keepers. You haven't? No, because it's so slow. It is. I, it is. I, but it's I worth love finishing. I story. I know. Yeah. I want to. I keep reading like you have to finish it. And it's yeah. like, I will, but I, I'll i watch like an episode and then I won't pick it up again for like weeks. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to watch another episode of Keepers. Yeah. I think I have two episodes left and it's like, just fucking
3: do it. Just go did for it. We, it's so slow. Did you and I talk about confession tapes?
1: Yes,
0: I yeah. I we had a long that talk night. about Broke it. My heart.
3: You need a step I texted up your Ashley Netflix.
0: about no, it, and I was like, "Have I you like ever I'm watched gonna, it? It's gonna make me. I'm gonna be enraged. Oh, yeah.
3: it's so upsetting. Yeah, it is. It's so and I, upsetting.
1: At like the night I texted Ashley and said you should watch. As her text message back was, "I will be infuriated." And I go, "Oh, yes, you will. Yes, but you still have to watch it. <laughs> yeah." It's, yeah bonkers and yeah. it's such a mix of like yes this person probably did it but also like it's fucked up the way they yeah. got this person to admit it or the way they coerce them or sometimes the person's completely innocent and you can't mm-hmm. believe these things pass in court it's crazy and okay, the most I'll random it, thing sometimes grind saves my teeth. Them yeah
3: from like a life sentence the and the it's weirdest. like oh yeah a month later bob the sheriff found the real killer it's what? what? Excuse me? Like you put all of your resources to get well. That's in there. Well, the, no. that's the
0: biggest problem with today. Well, not the maybe not the biggest problem I was going to say with today's judicial system is that they want to convict now. They want to mm-hmm. convict. Yes. They want a conviction. Yep. Because without one, you know, they're not doing their jobs. They get slammed in the media. They get, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's totally. like, so when a murder happens or something, they have to get a conviction as fast as possible. Yeah. Yep. And they just kind of, you know.
3: Yeah. Grab the 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 brownest
0: guy within, you know, 40 miles (laughs) and he's the guy it's yeah. crazy nightmare i hate it's a, it
1: yeah it's a great show though we're just full of recommendations listeners yeah, so yes. just listen just
0: like buy get netflix buy netflix buy netflix <laughs> <laughs> buy Netflix, rent netflix i don't know i've been stealing get oh, a subscribe. Mean, be, be get, subscribe subscribe yeah it's a subscription, subscription netflix. service
1: netflix i'm sure most of our listeners well, already have my login do they
0: yeah, yeah we'll my login log is who knows because i <laughs> haven't had my own login Ever. In
3: decades. My password is password. <laughs> password one. So feel free.
0: Capital A.
1: George at Hotmail.com. Hotmail. So,
3: I spelled mail wrong though, so I can't log in anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't you
0: hate it? Don't you hate it when that happens? So today we are talking about obsession. Obsessions. And what better way to discuss obsessions than to use one of our favorite subjects, serial Serial killers. C- I thought you were gonna join in. Oh, on that I thought one. we were gonna say it all right in a row, and then George oh, just smiled George, back Hello. at Hello. me. Cheesing over
1: there. All right.
0: Obsessions <laughs> come in many forms, and I'm talking true obsessions, not like. Dip and Dots, I'm obsessed I'm
1: <laughs> so obsessed With Prada bags
0: High-heeled <laughs> tennis shoes,
1: obsessed Ew, no Pokemon I actually have few, Go, it's fine. I think you actually yes. are
3: obsessed I think Do you that's still real play issue.
1: Pokemon Go? I do He's the last I'm one, the last the only one. one on I've there. caught them all
3: There's none left <laughs> They're endangered because of me <laughs> choked on my
1: coffee (laughs) i have
3: no shame i've caught them all little critters the only one left gotta catch them all he caught them all i did it
0: i'm talking compulsive thoughts and actions stalking obsessive disorders and even our obsessions with obsessions there are so many obsessions in this episode it's gonna be fun
1: obsession it's gonna be real fun and creepy
3: (laughs) one job what? Oh, did we, we do it? We are doing the obsession. We knew it. we okay. go again. So, nope. nope. We're not oh, going to. we well, gonna... be ready. The <sighs>
0: thing is, yeah, you got to be on yeah. your toes. We're going to do this throughout the episode, and one of these times. All right. If if we're going to get it. we you miss it, you a shot. You're going to take a shot of, of your LaCroix. coffee. <laughs> or your LaCroix. Whichever. Okay. So I'm actually going to start. For this episode, I did a lot of research into obsessive compulsive disorder, I feel like a lot of people hear OCD and immediately think of like Monk, mm-hmm. the TV show, oh, like yeah. obsessively cleaning or obsessively yeah. like turning lights on and off or turning doorknobs or whatever. But it, it actually there's four different types of OCD. Does
1: anyone remember True Life OCD on it? Oh, oh my god. I could barely watch that episode. It was so it painful. Was crazy.
3: They like, couldn't
0: leave
1: the house. They couldn't leave their house. Oh, no, they couldn't can't. use the restroom. They had to like oh, yeah. cough a certain amount of
0: times before they mm-hmm. brushed their
1: teeth. It was I'm sorry That's, to interrupt. Yeah, those are just... very
0: extraordinary extreme right. cases of OCD and those cases that were on True Life and like Monk and the cases we usually think of are known as checking. Checking and contamination, Uh, there's four types Checking, contamination, hoarding, and ruminations and intrusive thoughts So checking and contamination are the ones we always think of when we think OCD Contamination can either be physical or mental Physical is what you would refer to as a germaphobe or even an agoraphobe Afraid of germs, afraid of hospitals, afraid of crowds, avoiding certain colors Like random stuff like that Mental contamination is more of a feeling of being dirty on the inside. So some people with OCD have certain dirty objects or feelings. So feelings of mental contamination can come about at times when a person feels badly treated. Mm. Or if certain objects bring back bad memories that make them feel like dirt metaphorically. And then these people will engage in repetitive and compulsive attempts to wash the dirt away by showering and washing obsessively. Oh, wow. Or checking obsessively. Yeah.
3: Interesting.
0: Then the third form is hoarding, which if anyone has seen Hoarders, you know what hoarding is. Uh, It's an obsessive need to collect items and the extreme difficulty to discard possessions. They feel as if something catastrophic will happen if they throw something away. Uh, So it's not just like... I like my stuff. It's right. like if I throw this away, something horrible is going to happen to me. And the thing about hoarders is it's not like they it's not like a um, a collector of antiques. Right. It's like they hoard things like old food, trash, dirty yeah. diapers because wow. they they can't either they can't touch it. They can't touch the stuff because they they have bad feelings towards the stuff or like i said they feel like if they if they actually dispose of it something catastrophic is going to happen it's horrible
1: well like if you wa- ever watch the show hoarders that's very similar to true life and that yeah. is so Hard to watch because these people just had trash Mm -hmm. piled high in their house. Once people came in to clear it out, they found dead pets underneath the rubble and like their dentures, like teeth Mm and medicine was buried underneath. So, like, they find body had gone, yeah,
0: they stop using the restroom, they start pooping in the corner, and then the the next floor rots through. It's pretty nuts.
3: You could see the pain that they're going through when people are touching or like telling them to get rid of it. Like, that's when it clicks. You're like, okay, this is not just somebody that likes stuff like there's genuine pain happening yeah
0: it's like we're gonna throw away this old tire that's flat and it's Mm like i don't know it's like throw it away man right yeah so the fourth form of ocd is where i found the most interesting information intrusive thoughts and ruminations which are obsessional thoughts that take over now they're both a literal fucking nightmare like (laughs) reading about it is I can't imagine living with something like this. Uh, But they're a nightmare in different ways. So ruminations are obsessive thoughts about an unproductive question or theme like the nature of mortality, what happens when we die, the origins of the universe. These thoughts can take over a person to the point where they fall into a deep depression or even a manic episode. And the reason for that is because these thoughts never actually lead to a solution or have any kind of like conclusion to them because there's no way to think yourself out of that. Right. And these people have them all the time and they literally can't think of anything else, but like, why are we on earth? Or like what happens after I die? And then they can't live their life. Then there's also intrusive thoughts and these can be, this, this is bad news. So this is when a person suffers from obsessional thoughts that are repetitive, disturbing, and often horrific in nature. For example, causing violent or sexual harm to loved ones. Um, These thoughts are not voluntarily produced and they cause the sufferer of OCD extreme distress. The very idea that they are capable of having such thoughts in the first place is horrifying. And most people with OCD are the least likely people to actually act on the thoughts, partly because they find them so repugnant and go to great lengths to avoid them and prevent them from happening. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually something, this I didn't know, there's something called POCD, which is an acronym for Pedophile Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, and it's actually believed by many professionals in the world of psychiatry that some pedophiles actually suffer from POCD. Um, The difference being that POCD sufferers don't act on their obsessive thoughts, they don't watch child pornography, they don't molest children. Uh, In fact, they actively avoid having them, like the thoughts, to the point where they don't go anywhere that would place them around children, they withdraw from society and generally hate themselves. Now my question is when this when it comes to the episode is what if someone has intrusive thoughts OCD and is also a sociopath? Mm. Is that what a serial killer is? Because yeah. it's intrusive thoughts of harming someone, yeah. um, sexually attacking someone, murdering someone. Right. But you're a sociopath and you have no empathy. Right. You're impulsive, you're callous, you don't have a conscience. Conscience, So is that kind of a recipe for a serial
1: murderer? I mean, it sounds like it. Because a lot
0: of you, you you know, when you actually talk to a lot of serial killers, they they feel like they have no control over it.
3: Right. But it's a lot of times it's just on. So they'll still love their family and their careers, mm-hmm. and they'll still have fully functioning lives. But when wives. it comes to that, yeah, wives, yeah. children, and I'll talk about it more later. But my serial killer, when they asked him, what would you What would you do if something happened to your daughter? He was like, I'll kill them. I'll hunt them down yeah. and kill them. Yeah. And they asked him, well, you murdered people's daughters. And he goes, it happened. I can't <laughs> change that. And it's wow. this weird switch that it's like they they still have those feelings of love and compassion, not to everything. Not well, for the outside yeah, world. Yeah, maybe not yeah. for the outside world or yeah. I don't know. It's really interesting.
0: It is interesting. I mean, Ted Bundy, you know, he had longtime girlfriends who, yeah. you know, you talk to. Um, I can't remember his longtime girlfriend that he ended up. I don't think they ever got married, though, because I think he kind of strung her along for years and years and years. But anyway, she was saying, you know, they asked her after he was caught and he was convicted, like, what was the sex like, essentially? Because Mm -hmm. obviously he was like a horrifying rapist, like not just, you know, raping, like horrifying. And she said he was completely gentle. He was very soft. He was very patient. And it's just like, how? What?
1: Why? How? Yeah. What? I know. I don't understand how you can switch that off, because that's the same thing with the killer i'm gonna talk about a little later he was in relationships that the his lovers when they were introduced in, interviewed later all said he was never violent he never berated me like we had mm-hmm. a very loving normal relationship i never saw this dark side of him and it's like what how could he just go out and commit these heinous crimes but then mm-hmm. come back and say hi honey i yeah. love you yeah it's- that's such an interesting
0: thing. Yeah, I think that is interesting. I, as far as I could tell, I couldn't find any studies on that. Hmm. Um, I just saw that, you know, if you have intrusive thoughts, OCD, you know, you're most of those people are very, very, very kind people because they're horrified by the thoughts that they yeah. have. But it's like, okay, but what if it happened to, what if you had that and you were a sociopath or a psychopath?
1: Right. Yeah. And then when you don't have the empathy, you can say, oh, yeah. I have these thoughts of killing people, and I'm going to go mm-hmm. ahead and do it because, because yeah, I don't care what happens to these people. Most serial
0: killers, you know, they aren't schizophrenic. They aren't actually psychotic. They're mm-hmm. very, very, very intelligent. Well, maybe yeah. not very intelligent, but they're, they're Some are. street smart. Yeah, yeah they have least. sound minds. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, that something interesting. that they should look into. Right. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Same with pedophilia, though, too. I don't want to get too far into this subject, but, you know, I I'm obviously not going to like champion for pedophiles, but the problem that we have is that a lot of pedophilia it's it's a disease that Mm -hmm. these people have and they can't even tell anyone about it because if you tell a therapist that you're a pedophile then you they you get reported and you get you go to jail Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or you get put on a list and you get monitored Mm -hmm. whatever whatever you're a sex offender so there's no treatment for these people Mm And I feel like it's kind of the same with serial killers, with people who maybe have these thoughts and have done these horrible things. Like maybe if they had somewhere to go and someone to talk to, they could actually get treatment for this. Yeah. Instead of like being afraid of going to jail for life. Like, obviously, I think you should if you molest a child or kill a person. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, what support are we offering these people? Right. Aside yeah. from the death penalty. Mm hmm.
1: Anyways, there's actually forums online, not for the POCD, but when I was doing research for this episode, I was Googling OCD serial killers and there actually weren't a ton that popped up that said this guy actually had OCD. It was kind of maybe he had OCD, but while I was researching, I found all these forums online that are people with OCD chatting with each other and saying hi I've never acted upon this. I have not, I've never heard anyone, but does anyone else have these crazy thoughts about killing? Am I alone in this? Like, please don't come down on me. I promise I'm not a murderer, but I'm having these thoughts. And all these people are replying, like, yep, me too. I have dreams wow. about crazy? it. I have nightmares. And they're all just chatting about it. But everyone's like, I would never ever do anything, but I have these thoughts all the time. And I couldn't believe there was just this open conversation. It was all yeah. anonymous posters, but they were still. Just having this open engagement and I thought, wow, I can't believe this many people yeah. are connecting on this.
0: And I wonder if it's sort of like the same, you know, I'm sure you guys have. I think as far as I know, everyone has these like dark thoughts of like driving down the street and all of a sudden you think like, what if I drove into oncoming traffic?
2: Yeah.
1: Or if
0: you're like standing close to a cliff and you're like, what if I just jumped off? Or if yeah. you're near guns and you're yeah. like, what if I just shot myself? It's like those thoughts those that pop things in your creep head. creep in. Yeah. And then you're like, get me away from this cliff. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, why did that happen in my head? It's horrifying. I right. couldn't imagine having to deal with that, like, on a daily basis. That's, in an obsessive yeah. way. In an obsessive way where you can't stop thinking about it. That's and insane. That's,
3: and that's the extreme. Like, we can't even really have conversations about very any other mental illness like something Mm -hmm. as simple as depression it's like no you just feel sad it's like no this is a chemical imbalance in my brain that i need to address but it's like no broken Mm -hmm. arm yeah you get a cast but anything with mental health oh you see a therapist Mm -hmm. like that's you're you must be crazy oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's it's very frowned upon still till this day to say oh i see a therapist yeah you get that like oh like yeah therapy's great it's like no, it's not a sympathy thing. Like, I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying myself. to live a yeah, normal yeah. life. Everyone yeah. should see I a mean, therapist. That's the thing. Yeah. Do,
1: even if you don't think you have a mental, any kind of chemical imbalance, you. Should. Oh, absolutely. I think therapy is beneficial for everyone. But yeah. it unfortunately has this bad stigma that yeah. It does. Someone... I mean,
0: my boss doesn't believe in anxiety. Which yeah. is hard for me, a person who suffers from, from anxiety, horrible yeah. anxiety. And it's like, no, you don't understand. I have no control over this. I don't want to live like this. Mm-hmm. This isn't fun for me. Right. Like, yeah. Who would not, choose this? Not being able to leave my house to go to the grocery store is not a party. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, I don't love this. If I could do anything else, I would. Right? Yeah. The but way it's... somebody
3: explained it to me once was you have the best athletes in the world that still have a coach they're the tip of the spear when it comes to their specific craft craft but they still have a team of coaches that continue to help them and train them and get stronger yet if someone has a illness or a weak mind if you want to call it that if they go seek help there's something wrong with them
0: yeah yeah so
3: it's this it's this weird stigma that we have that doesn't help
0: yeah. Well, at least we have a president now who's funding mental health. He's very supportive. <laughs> he's so. The progress. He's so great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for um, your support. Therapy and <laughs> psychiatry. Anyway. <Anywho>. Anyway, <laughs> um, OCD. So we're talking about obsessions today, and that's sort of like the clinical. I mean, there's all kinds of obsessions and you even look at serial killers, the, um, the need to, and we'll talk about it a little bit today, the need to keep things from their victims is a form of an obsessive compulsive, maybe not necessarily OCD, but like an obsessive compulsive thing like Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy kept a lot of the heads, not a lot, but probably like six of the women he killed, of the 30 to 100 women that he killed (laughs) he would keep their heads for a a period of time he didn't (sighs) do anything with them he just needed to keep them with him somehow like in the trunk of his car in his house and that was an obsessive thing that he just like he felt that he needed to keep that part of them and ed gein with the collecting of the skin and creating the um you know he had he had lampshades made of skin. He had Ooh. he would use kneecaps to balance out the table in his living room. He used the top wow. of a skull as a cereal bowl. One
1: of the most extreme obsessive cases. Extreme, extreme,
0: yeah. and it was all because of the twisted relationship, sordid relationship that he had with his mother. Right. It wasn't even like a sexual thing. It was literally I have that poor man. I know. That was another man who was like, he just needed help because he wasn't killing people. He eventually, unfortunately, did kill people, like two or three people, but he just needed, he just had an obsession yeah. and he needed help. Right. But like, who's he going to go to and be like, here's the thing.
1: I, I need like some skin.
0: skin.
1: <laughs> I need to have skin in my Can home. you help? Right.
0: <laughs> Can somebody help me, please? Exactly. Anyway, so another form of obsession that we're going to talk about today is... Stalking.
1: Stalking. Boy, oh boy. Stalking is one of the most horrifying forms of obsession. It's horrifying. Absolutely. I was telling Ashley right before we started recording that it was such a meant to be moment on my drive over here since I had a good hour and 15 minute trek. I turned on Sword and Scale, little shout out to a wonderful podcast that doesn't need a shout out. They have so many listeners, but it's wonderful. Um, They did an episode on stalking and it happened to be the one I turned on totally by accident today. Meant to be. Serendipitous Serendipitous And I just went into such a dark place It was actually probably a mistake to listen to it But just hearing how obsessed this man became With a woman that he once loved And then it suddenly turned to They had this breakup It was an amicable amicable breakup at first But then he just He got angry He all of a sudden wanted to hurt this woman That he loved for this length of time And I just could not wrap my head around How his feelings for her went from I love you and you're beautiful to I must kill you so no one else can have you and own you yeah he just needed that control over her so made me horrified but um, I have a couple of stalker stories that are terrible but have us all three of them have a little bit of a silver lining at the end which is kind of nice (laughs) that something semi okay came out of it yes Um, Okay, the first one, I'm going to say these names incorrectly, as we always do. So Tatiana Tarasov um, was a stalking victim who unfortunately just did not have proper laws in place to protect her. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in 1968, Tatiana became friends with Prozenjeet Podar, a University of California, Berkeley student from India. They shared a kiss at a New Year's Eve party, which gave Prozenjeet the impression that Tatiana was attracted to him. But Tatiana soon clarified she was not interested in a relationship. Pro unfortunately, could not handle the rejection and developed an unhealthy obsession with Tatiana, secretly recording their conversations together, following her around, always knowing where she was going to be at. Horrible. So in the summer of 1969, Tatiana left on a trip to Brazil. And Pro went to see a a psychologist, Dr. Lawrence Moore, and during one of their Therapy sessions, Prosenjeet expressed his intentions to kill Tatiana. He straight out said he wanted to murder this woman. Dr. Moore believed Prosenjeet was suffering from paranoid schizophrenia and informed the campus police. But after police interviewed Prosenjeet, they determined that he was not dangerous and let him go, which is absurd. The psychologist was trying to get the police help and they just let him go and said, you're fine. So when Tatiana returned from Brazil, she was not informed about the threats against her, and on October 27th, Prozenjeet went to Tatiana's house and shot her with a pellet gun before stabbing her 14 times. Oh, my God. Prozenjeet immediately turned himself in and was convicted of second-degree murder, but his conviction was overturned because the jury at his trial were not properly instructed, and rather than retry him, the state elected to just deport him back to India after serving only five years. Tatiana's family would sue the hospital for their failure to warn her about the threats. Like the doctor should have told more people. And this led to a Supreme Court case, Tarasov versus Regents of the University of California, which ruled that mental health professionals have a duty to forego confidentiality and warn individuals when they are threatened by their patients. So, again, as I mentioned, That's kind of the silver lining that came out of it is now they are absolutely required to let the family or the person. Not just the the police. Not just the police who may not take it seriously. Mm -hmm. So that's what came out of it. He definitely did not get in enough trouble for that, which is very sad. But
0: have either of you before you continue with your stories had a stalker or a situation where someone was stalking you?
3: I've had an interesting yeah. situation. I wouldn't classify it as stalking, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a uh, an ex-girlfriend showing up to places and where I lived un- unexpectedly and uh, yeah, just kind of being there, whether just to see what I was doing or to I remember one time she she dropped off a box at my house. And it had all of these things in it of like collect stuff she's collected during our relationship, Mm -hmm. and also pages from her journal that broke down. Some of the pages were as simple as like George wore blue today, and like she took very meticulous notes about our relationship. And when I decided to like break it off. She yeah, she followed me around a little bit and then her like I'm over you was giving me all of that stuff one day. It was just like
0: all of her detective work. Yeah, she dropped. Yeah, she dropped
3: off the box and she called me and she was like, where can I leave it that only you get it? I was like, where are you? And she's like, I'm outside of your home. This was like six in the morning and she lived about like 50 to 60 miles away. So she
0: so she drove like yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, and that box. I still have those letters, and they're <gasps> terrifying.
0: That is
1: crazy. Yeah, that they're nuts. very. How long like, did you date?
3: I think it was just like a summer thing. Oh, okay. like three wow, months. it wasn't yeah, long nothing. enough. So she yeah, really it wasn't developed long enough. an obsession. Yeah, 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 she she developed a, a very weird obsession. But yeah, she took notes of like sh- those pages from her journal were very like. In detail of what we did every time we hung out. I had like nine pages front and back, just full. Full of notes
1: she doesn't know where you live now correct no okay good no I only say that because sorry to get back to sword and scale but that is exactly what happened before this poor girl got murdered by her ex-boyfriend he oh, literally was he, so, he, you. he, oh literally, was, he yes. literally was sending her like boxes of letters saying like stuff that he thought about her and also things that he wrote in his journal while they were dating yeah. and like all these I, love letters and old photographs of them and he even said I'm sending you these because I need closure, and I yes. want to drop these off. But then a week That's later, a week later, he showed you're up. You are reading my blog home and brutally murdered my nightly so. blog. Yeah.
0: Jeez. Okay, I am glad she doesn't know where you are at. I had uh, one in junior college, going into college, who, and I won't say his name because I don't know if he listens to this Just or still, say? yeah, checks Better up on me. Better not to. Yeah. But he went to junior college with me. We actually, we both worked in the um, student center type area. Yeah. yeah. Student center? That makes no, sense. No, admissions. That's what it was. Oh. It was like the admissions It was like that's center. different. Yes. I okay. don't remember. I was a horrible employee. I can't believe I kept that job. <laughs> and we were in art class together. And when we first, we went to high school together too, but he was older than me. So we didn't really we didn't really hang in the same circles or anything. Um he was actually a very brilliant artist. Like he could draw and paint. He w- it was beautiful stuff. And he was also a rapper, which Oh no. Was interesting. Anyways. He had kind of a troubled life, but we had an art class together. He asked me like day 2 of art class if he could paint me or draw me and i remember being like i mean i'm not gonna like pose for you but if you wanted to like take a photo of me because we were myspace friends i was like if you want to take a picture and like draw it like that's fine but like i'm not gonna like pose or anything and he was like yeah that's all i you know i I just want to like draw your portrait would that be weird and i said, no. And then the next day, he showed me the portrait. And it was very good, and I was like, "Wow, that's very beautiful." Blah blah blah. And he asked if he could, if he, if we wanted to hang out. And I said, "I have a boyfriend." You know, I'm, I'm. But thank you, I'm flattered. And he was like, "Oh, okay." But he kept asking me to hang out. And I kept saying I have a boyfriend, and he continued to draw more and more pictures of me and post them to his MySpace.
3: No, and no. he started to it. write no.
0: songs about me.
3: No, full raps? name,
0: full name, rapping? raps. Full name, Ooh. not just like. Oh, I think this is about me. Like my full name was in the rap, Gross. and it kind of it escalated to the point where he wrote a rap about me about raping me. What? So me. I told my boss and the college didn't do anything really they made sure to schedule us opposite shifts so we didn't work oh, together God. but he didn't get fired it's not enough and so one difficult. night so i ended up working nights and i would get off at like 10 and it was a very dark long walk to my car uh from my desk And no one's really there that late at night. I was literally there to just like answer phones like that was my job. Like no one's and no one even called. So I was there to sit and make sure no one called, which no one did. (laughs) And he so I was sitting at my desk and right in front of me are the big double doors that led out to the parking, the dark, creepy, long walk to the parking lot. And he stood in front of me arms crossed stood there watching me for i'm not kidding hours i called security twice and they would come and they eventually were like you need to leave but he just went outside and it's like well that doesn't make me feel safe because now he's out in the dark right so i called my friend waiting for you who sometimes came out and like brought me food or something because he never really had anything to do i called my friend and i said hey will you come bring me some food and also stay with me and walk me into my car after Uh, I get off work and he said sure and when I walked out to my car when he walked me out to my car after work he parked right next to my car um, this guy was in the parking lot like right around my car and so I reported it again Uh, I don't remember what ended up happening because I I was very close to graduating and I just graduated and left and then I went to SIUC Mm mm-hmm And one day I was in the communications building and I was sitting, I think, in the green room and he's walking down the hallway. I see him. He's now going to SIUC. He immediately comes up to me and like asks to hang out. And I'm like pale and sweaty and like I can't breathe because this guy wrote a song about raping me and then tried to. And you thought you. Wait for me in a dark parking lot.
3: Man. This is like and,
0: out of a movie. Um, oh, yeah, oh, and he you. started to, and I I basically, I told all my professors, I gave a description of the guy, I said, like, if you see him in the communications building, I need to know immediately. Um, I told the security guards, uh, campus security that was around the communications building. Uh, he kind of stopped coming around, and then one night, I was in my, I lived alone on the second floor of this apartment, second of two floors. So like this tiny apartment complex, about as big as this one, actually, like seven buildings or seven apartments in one building. And he was in my parking lot one night. I don't know how he found out where I lived.
1: How? So I
0: called the cops. I told them, I don't know what happened. They never followed up with me, but I didn't see him again until... I did occasionally check on his, like, MySpace page. He was continuing to post pictures he drew of me. This was years later. Continuing to post pictures he drew of me, but he stopped trying to contact me. And then a couple years ago, I went home, and I was with my sister, and she needed something. I'm not even going to say what she needed because it might give away who this guy is. Um, but we went to a, into a store in my hometown, and I'm looking at sh**. We're laughing. We're having a good t- Oh, sh- well I'll cut that out We're looking at things And we're laughing And we're having a good time And I hear Ashley And I knew it was Like I My sister was even like Cause she knows who it is And I knew it was him behind me And I just like See right behind you? Right behind me I oh, almost no. He works there And I almost threw up And I left And it's I'm it, terrified Yeah that is Terrified Horrifying yeah. Ashley That's terrifying
3: Oh my god. Oh, gosh this
1: that is no nope. The worst. Nope. That is the worst possible thing I can
0: imagine. Yeah. I But no one did anything really to help me when I reported it. I that's mean, what makes yeah. me most far, the most sad. I don't is, think stalking. As far taken as I know. I mean the cops could have went to him and and told him like, you know, something could have happened. No one followed up with me. Yeah. To tell me, you know, I remember calling once to ask about, like, my case because I filed a report. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
0: I told I was told I'd get a call back and never got a call back. Like, I have no idea, like, if anyone spoke to him or anything. Which, so, sadly,
1: I think that is the truth with some stalker cases. They oh, really don't many. get taken seriously unless it's like, oh, this man had a gun and was in my front yard or I got this yeah. threatening yeah. letter. It's like if... If you're just saying, oh, this man appeared here, this happened. I don't know. I think they brush it off, which isn't fair because their next move could be violence, murder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyways,
3: yeah, I don't think there there are any specific laws though Mm-mm. that they yeah. could like. Yeah, it's hey, it's a public place. Like right. we yeah. can't arrest a guy for being in a public place. So well, it's like clearly this is a special case, buddy. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they're like, there's no. What am I gonna book him for? Like right. as much as yeah. I would like to be like, hey, police do something, arrest him. They're like, I can't just arrest he's him because he's creepy. Him. Like, yeah. unfortunately, he has weird... to do something, which is like, well, that defeats the purpose. Yeah, like, right. we need to stop me. him from doing something. Yeah. But he has to do it to get convicted. Yeah, know. it's It's a broken system. It really is. It's yeah. Fun.
0: Yeah, there's nothing really set. I mean, I could have, I didn't even have with all of that that had happened, and I saved everything. I took, you yeah. know, pictures of the the rap that he wrote He eventually took it down, Um, so I assume someone said something to him, but uh, I took pictures of that. I took pictures of all the pictures he was drawing of me, and I didn't have enough for a restraining order or anything. So... Yeah, that's not a good crazy. No.
3: No. That's not fair. Absolutely not. Boy. Anyways.
1: What else you got? Um, Yeah, let's keep talking about these (laughs) fools. Yeah. Okay, so... It's not uncommon to hear about famous people, celebrities, being stalked. Yeah. Of course, that happens all the time. Or very obsessive fans. But um, for the most part, the cases, thank goodness, don't escalate into violence. But unfortunately for Teresa Saldana, that was not the case. In nineteen, 19- I know I didn't know her either. To be honest, <laughs> I, I don't know who she is. But she's y'all yeah, Teresa. She's, so. she's from y- a time. Y'all don't know we Teresa. weren't born yet. Y'all don't know Teresa. <laughs> I wasn't born yet when she was, like, in her prime, so I get, like, a free pass, but... Okay. In 1982, the 27-year-old Teresa Saldana had already been featured in some films such as Raging Bull, and I Want to Hold Your Hand, but it was her performance in the movie Defiance that drew the attention of an obsessed fan named Arthur Richard Jackson. Jackson was a 47-year-old drifter from Scotland who had traveled all the way across the globe to illegally enter the United States. Jackson's plan was to find Saldana, kill her, and join her in the afterlife after he was executed I for what? her murder. What? So he was oh, a same mind. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a plan. A real love story. He wanted to be caught and killed story. so he could join yeah. her in the afterlife. Yeah. This was I, was his he a
0: drifter plan. before? He became obsessed with her? It sounds like after. it, yes. The oh, way
1: okay. he was described, that he just kind of traveled around, oh, okay. but then became obsessed but with this actress place and then said, I'm going to go to America for boy, this boy. reason. So Jackson first hired a private investigator to obtain the phone number of Saldana's mother and pretending to be a representative for director Martin Scorsese. He called her and claimed he needed to contact Saldana about a possible film role. It's just terrible. After Saldana's mother provided her daughter's address, Mom,
0: come on. Mom,
1: Jackson traveled there and waited outside. When Saldana exited her residence, Jackson stabbed her 10 times with a hunting knife. Like what? a huge knife. Oh the only reason oh. Saldana survived, again, silver lining, is because a delivery man named Jeffrey Fenn, we love you, Jeffrey, rushed job, to Jeff. her rescue and subdued Jackson. Thank God. Saldana made a full recovery and Jackson was given a 12 year sentence for attempted murder. Jackson continued to write threatening letters to her from prison but was eventually extradited to the United Kingdom to stand trial for another unrelated murder. What? Excuse? So he's a real fun guy. So he went back. um, And after her recovery, Saldana became a prominent advocate for victims' rights and even decided to relive her traumatic ordeal by playing herself in the made-for-TV movie Victims for Victims, the Teresa Saldana story. She's still speaking out and trying to help people. So. I mean, uh, Opportunist yeah. The yeah. movie I'm kinda like, okay, Teresa. Oh, right,
3: Teresa. But
1: she is a big advocate for victims of for stalking sure. and these kinds of crimes that, yeah. as we said, get kind of brushed away. So What do
0: you think that is when people become obsessed with celebrities to that point? Right. Where they think like that they belong together. Yeah. And- It's the ownership
3: thing, I don't know. The scary thing that that makes me think of is my university was very close to Disneyland. We had a lot of uh, students that played characters in Disneyland. And they would have horror stories about the people that, A, would take photos of them, would record them, would make all these, they would draw them a lot Even to the point where I had a friend of mine who was a producer for a show. She wasn't even a character, and there were people that were drawing her, and they they knew her schedule. They knew what shows she produced.
0: Like people who went to Disney that had, like, year passes. Yeah, the people who were there all the time. Yeah,
3: I remember one girl when she uh, – it was her last day as Tinkerbell and some a fan presented her with a folder of all the photos of like Oof. every – Every year that she was there and her like progression there and he he gave it to her as a gift as like a thank you for doing this. I'm a big fan of Tinkerbell and I want to thank you for being this person. So here's this collage that I made for you.
2: But
0: that's terrifying.
3: And it's it's a grown man giving them this. How
0: could you not think like... Is this creepy? Yeah, Yeah. they don't. Is this a creepy thing I'm about to do? It's like
1: what we've been talking about, that there's something wrong in the mind where he doesn't see that as creepy. Like, I just love you and your work. This is fine, but I'm 47 and... Giving you Tinkerbell, yeah. who's probably twenty. That would be a, a very, gift.
0: very, very sweet gift from your mother. Yes, yes. from you your know know family I mean? member yes. From your family member, your yeah. grandmother, your grandpa, being like, "I've kept track of your journey as Tinkerbell. Right, and you're important to me, stranger. but not a stranger and an adult man.
1: No. Yes, George, I think you were there with me and Alex uh, when the Mad Tea Party used to go on. So the Mad Tea Party was this big concert that was thrown at night in it was California like Adventure. Yeah it, was great. yeah, it was so fun, and but the Mad 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 Hatter and Alice, especially Alice, the girl that played her. She was beautiful and had a phenomenal voice. So she had a huge fan base, some who were normal fans Mm -hmm. and some who were crazy. And there was one night that I think, yeah, it was like me, you, John, Eric, Alex. A bunch of people were there enjoying the mad tea party. And we see these two older men, both with like, old school camcorders yes. that was the first red flag of like why do you have like a camcorder cam from cams, the 90s yeah, the yeah. Cam like they used to film
0: their murders
1: and literally like we got we were so creeped out by just their their overall appearance and just the way that they had these old cameras that we kind of got behind them to see what they were filming yes. on their little screen they were zoomed in just on yeah. Alice. the whole time followed her on the stage. Like they were trying to make it look like they were just there to film the concert, but they were zoomed in on her, like would go down to her legs and then back up to her head and follow her. And we were like, what is happening? And it's like, we kind of laughed it off that night because we were just so uncomfortable. We didn't know what else to do. But thinking back, I pray the girl who plays Alice, well, or or did Mm because they they don't do it anymore. But like, I hope she's okay. And I hope she didn't have to get a restraining order against anyone because those guys were freaking weird. Oh
3: Yeah. They have and so that's many not horror even a famous
0: stories. person That's that's, a person that's what I was about to add
3: Like these people don't have security Or no, any like There's no just, way to be safe Yeah she was just trying to make it Follow her dream and Yeah, yeah that's what they have to deal with Yeah. Especially like you can't make everything private if you're trying to make it in the industry. No, you need it to be public. You need that exposure. You have to have a public Twitter. Yeah. yeah, It's very easy to follow all of their moves if they tag a location. Mm -hmm. What's stopping somebody from showing up there? Yep.
0: I had a friend actually who became pretty famous for being like a Vine star. Yeah. I asked her about that once. I was like, how does that work? Like, aren't you afraid? She was like, oh, you tag the place after you leave. Mm. You post a picture after you leave the place. Yeah. Because if you post yeah, it, it while you're still there, Someone's people will come. show up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and that's why it seems like these people are all over the place. Because once you, I don't post that I'm at one of my favorite." places like i would never post that i'm at my favorite brunch spot because then i can't go to that spot anymore wow and it's like ah Ugh, that sounds I awful that that i hope this podcast never gets successful i know yeah. <laughs> i don't want anyone to follow like they ever. make enough me money. money
3: to retire off of being a vine star <laughs> no like it's like oh no it's like
0: no this is the beginning of my hustle yeah right but and people Vine's are ruining done. it, it will... for them so now i have yeah. to a, yeah yeah he had nightmare
3: that's horrible.
0: I think you're right. It is that obsessive, possessive thing. Yeah. Yes. There's something about control. A yeah, control, ownership. I think that they feel I don't know if they get a I don't know what kind of feeling they get from that control. Because even if you don't actually, you don't possess someone like you don't have a girl locked in your basement Mm -hmm. this guy that guy that stalked me had complete control over me for an entire semester Mm -hmm. i had to have people come walk me to my car i had to i got off my space i wasn't on my space for the and everyone was on my space and i wasn't on my space because i was too afraid to see these pictures of that he was drawing of me and i didn't want to be contacted and my space at the time i don't remember if there was like I think what happened because you could block people, but I think what happened is he kept adding new accounts and like MySpace, yeah, you know, under under my friend's name. So oh, I got off MySpace and it was just like he controlled me in a way for at least I would say six, seven months. Yeah. He had complete control over me. Yeah, right, That's terrifying. And it's like, what did he get out of that? I know. What I don't know if it's was sexual he so or delusional. If it's, yeah, was yeah. he so delusional that he really, even though I was saying, please don't do this, please stop doing this, don't talk to me, I have no interest in being friends with you. Was he so delusional that he thought we still had a friendship or a relationship in some way, or Which was could he be. getting off on having Jeez. complete control over my life?
3: Right. And I think a lot of it from a guy's perspective is they think. They're better for you, and as soon as you realize that, then it'll be good for you, and they've gone through this. It's like this weird, like, I'm sacrificing for you. You have that whole, like, nice guy syndrome. All the girls go Uh, for the douchebag, and the nice guys get left behind. That exists. Like, we joke about it on the internet, and we put Mm -hmm. these funny memes and all of this, but it is a very real thing. And I think a lot of guys know other guys that's like, yeah, he said that many times, and that's very weird, yeah mm, it's very. I'm so disturbing. glad I'm a guy, yeah, <laughs> my stalker story was funny, like <laughs> I tell my friends I'm like, like ha ha aren't girls Letters. weird yeah. whereas you <laughs> were like oh no take- my life was in jeopardy yeah no, yours my was life terrible. was horrible Shoot. for
0: half a year yeah. and it's not to
1: say that men don't get stalkers oh
0: absolutely it does, no, it does
1: happen absolutely. and i'm sure they can, can go dangerously often. but yes. yeah unfortunately yeah. so many well, more women yeah
0: with uh i think that women like i said no one really did anything to help me which sucked mm-hmm. but I do think that women have a better chance of getting support and getting help than men do when it comes to stalkers. Because for men, it's like it's just a it's just a woman like chill out. It's like it's just like it's just like men, you know, male rape, like men being raped by women. It's like you're it's never taken seriously. It's always like. People always joke it.
1: when a female teacher dates a younger yeah. boy, they're always like, Oh, everyone go congratulate
0: him. Like yeah. it always yeah. becomes like, a no, joke. It's still a it's still a thing. It's still, it's still a, illegal. A rape. And, yeah, it's still yeah. illegal. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting yeah. off topic. Yeah. Oh, These yeah. are important topics. Let's but, talk yeah, about Murdies. Hey George, who you got? Merties. Hey George, who you got?
1: Also, I was starting to giggle because Gabby was starting to play with George's mic
0: cord and it was the cutest thing I've ever
3: seen. Oh, Gabby. Goober.
0: I actually posted something on my Facebook the other day. If you didn't see it, it was listeners of the show and people who know my cat's Take one guess at which cat came out of the bathroom the other day with a Band-Aid yes. stuck to her. Yep. And everyone was like, Gabby. Gabby.
3: <laughs> I wanted to know. I wanted to be a part of it, but I had uh, no it was idea. Gabby. Yeah. yeah. For
1: the you don't know Gabby cat. well enough. I don't yet, know Gabby know, well enough. If something derpy and strange happens, it's so It's this, Gabby. One. It's
3: this yeah. one over here. I, I was in one. a living situation. I lived with six cats.
0: Boy, oh boy. Were you, you on were a, a farm? Legs.
3: I was a farm. No, this was like... A beach house with two other guys, and it's not like one day we were like, "Let's get six cats." Like it slowly (laughs) happened, and due to like some like poor series of events, (laughs) it was like, "Okay, we need to take in another cat." And it got to six. They outnumbered us. Oh Oh my god! Six to three, the felines.
0: I love that it was three men too. Just
3: living living life with all the living the dream with yeah, six kitties. Bringing girls over
0: and being like, "These are all of our cats. Yeah, (laughs) welcome." Do I you think want four one?
3: of them were black. So oh, it was black nice cats to are the be best. Like, yeah, they're awesome. And
0: also you could be like, no, that's just Teddy. No, it's the
3: same cat. You're seeing things. <laughs> You're,
0: You're seeing, seeing things.
1: It's You're fine. Let me
3: draw you.
0: Let me <laughs>
2: draw you. Oh,
1: my
3: God. That was normal, guys. That was normal. But oh yes, my God. back to killers. Yes, please. So the killer that I chose to talk about Is Keith Hunter Jesperson, which is known as the Happy Face Killer. Ew. Which, yeah, right away you're kind of like, why was he given that name? Why is he happy? And what are these faces? Well, he got the name by – he liked taking credit for his murders. And when he would tell the media or the police or anybody, he would write them these letters and he would draw happy faces all over the letters. So he was he was on the emoji game back before it even started. <laughs> back before he was, was ready. The Between but, yeah. the
0: Egyptians and now, exactly. In he there. was he mm-hmm. was the
3: bridge. He was the bridge. <laughs> but yeah, he's a Canadian born, and he was the a middle child, five five kids, and he was right dab right smack dab in the middle, and he. There's a lot of history of abuse in his family and alcoholism. There's some reports that he was raped when he was 14. So, again, a very rough upbringing. upbringing. And he also had your iconic, he would murder animals. He Mm -hmm. lived in a trailer park and would capture these animals and have them fight one another. He would strangle them just yeah, something we hear, yeah we hear this over and over again. The, the
0: perfect recipe, the yes. perfect storm.
3: So he definitely um, had that growing up, but again, he had a normal job. He got married. Mm-hmm. He had kids. Everything was. He didn't have the best life growing up. He was made fun of a lot, and he was bullied. All of his brothers and sisters gave him the nickname Igor because he was Aww. a big guy. He was six seven. 250 Six, pounds seven? he was a, he was I a big gentleman Wrap my head around that yeah so, tall. so he was made fun of because of his size and yeah he got the nickname Igor and I could only assume that that much pressure growing up he was in the pacific northwest so he's born in Canada and then made his way to Oregon Where he still resides today. He's in prison. Thank God. I was
0: like, reside?
1: I I mean, he resides
3: in prison. Resides in prison. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but so he was raised up there and had a really tough upbringing, but he became a truck driver. One of the interesting things that I thought of was he really wanted to be a police officer, and only because of an injury. He wasn't able to become a police officer. Mm. So I, I took that in many ways. I'm not sure if he was trying to better himself or he just wanted that power and sure. that control. Yeah,
0: that could. So that's a good I kind of went
3: back mm-hmm. and forth. Like, was that the good side of him trying to be like, no, like you could better the community even though you've gone through all this horrible shit? Or is it just kill people in a legal way? Right. Yeah. Become um uh, he wanted to become a Canadian mount, uh, mountain officer or Mountie. Okay. But yeah, so he committed his first crime. He was a truck driver, so he drove across the states a lot. Um, a lot of his murders were either prostitutes or um, homeless people, but mm-hmm. he was at a bar, met uh, met this one lady.
0: People who wouldn't be missed, Yes. A lot mm-hmm. of
3: times, people who couldn't be missed or couldn't be identified. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he took her back to his hotel. Um, They exchanged pleasantries. They had sex. And then he murdered her. He strangled all of his victims. Then he went back to the bar afterwards to kind of complete his alibi. Just kept drinking and had a good night. And then the next day got rid of the body. Where it gets interesting was a different couple. And let me pull up their name. uh, Laverne and John I Shirley. was just no. about
0: to say
1: that. <laughs> just sounds
0: natural. It's always Shirley. And Shirley. I never want to meet a Laverne in my entire fucking life who doesn't have a friend oh, named
1: Shirley. Not.
0: Right? I know a
1: Laverne. You do too, right? From, do,
3: from, I? From
1: I do I? I do. We need Laverne, to ask her. I mean, yeah. do. We need to ask her So anyways,
3: yeah, so the on. victim's name was Tanya Bennett and he was the- That
0: was his first? That was his first room? victim. Okay. Yeah, so
3: he murders Tanya Bennett and then Laverne and John- I'm going to butcher this last name, Uh, Sansavok. Okay. She was in an abusive relationship and she wanted to pin the murder on her boyfriend to get rid of him. So she took the credit, even put it on herself. She was like, my boyfriend and I did this. We killed her. Take us to jail. So she wanted out of that relationship and said that they committed the murder. Wow. Yeah. What? Well, this really pissed off Kevin. Keith, excuse me. He he did this. He wanted to take credit for right. his own murder. Yeah. So that's when the first letter started. He sent a full note. He put it in a public restroom, breaking down in detail how he killed Tanya Bennett and signed it with his name and a smiley face.
0: Just his first name?
3: Just his first name. Okay. And then- I was
0: like, and yeah. like Well, case, case closed. closed. We got oh, him
3: later. The notes had his full name.
0: <laughs> oh, he, oh my god! He was
3: proud of well, his murder. Well, that's the thing is that when it.
0: when they yeah. when they admitted to it, he lost that ownership. Exactly, he lost that bit of power yeah. that he had. Like right. even though they didn't know it was him, like it's still something that when someone else took the credit for it, absolutely, it was like he didn't do it at all. Yeah. yeah all so comes back that, to control.
3: Yeah, that's what got to him. So he started writing letters, and he would put smiley faces all over them, just happy faces. He would sign his name, a happy face. Even when the detectives or the media would get something wrong, he would correct it in his letter oh to them.
2: God,
1: geez. So he,
3: they would name a, a, a victim and put it as Jane Doe. Well, he didn't like that, so he well, gave well, them her, name her real exactly. name. He was like, no, oh. her name is Cynthia. And he would break down Holy in detail. Cow.
0: Jeez.
3: Yeah. And then he would go back home to Oregon and to his wife, to his kids. He had a daughter. He had two sons. And they would walk around. And um, he, he would even tell his daughter that he knows how to get away with murder. He mm-hmm. would tell her this. He would be like, yeah, I could, I could get away with murder. Oh, his daughter never said why he would share this stuff. He continued to torture their animals. Oh. So his daughter had a couple cats. One time she said that he pinned their tails Uh, to a clothesline and watched them fight.
2: That is so horrible. Yeah, so
3: the daughter, you know, being a child, didn't know what was going on, and she never really did anything about it. And then he had a couple other murders, uh, same thing, prostitutes. One of them he killed over a parking spot. And, uh, yeah, um, he raped and suffocated. He choked them out. Uh, all of his, all of his victims. Wow! And w- the second to last, he tied her to the bottom of his truck that he drove across country, so it would um, destroy all um, ability to identify who it was. Yeah. So he just drove across country with the body tied under his truck, and then he would just toss them out into the river somewhere. But then he would admit it in his letters. He would write, yeah, "Why
1: even discard the body exactly. if you're going to admit yeah. it?"
3: Yeah, and um, the very last uh, murder he did was his girlfriend. So he murders her, and it was the only reason they were able to catch him was because that was the first uh, murder that was tied to him in any way.
1: Okay, it was personal.
3: So it was personal. And then when they knew exactly kind of that he was the one doing this, he turned himself in. He just walked right in and said, yep, this is me. I did it. They're like, you're confessing to eight murders. He was like, I actually did over a hundred.
0: Oh my God.
3: Yeah. Jeez. So it was, it was this, this proud moment of, yeah. of what he's accomplished and then went to jail and they, they made a movie about him. His daughter was on Oprah on Dr. Phil talking about everything. Um, He's still in, in jail today and they interviewed him the day. Prison didn't let them have a video interview because he loved it so much. Right. He he wanted that attention. Yeah, he wanted that. But praise. they let him have. They let um, I think it was 2020 have a um audio, uh, uh audio um meeting with him, where he broke down everything he did and broke down why. And they even asked him like, "You have a daughter. Like, what what would you do if this happened to your daughter?" And he goes, "I would I would kill the man that did this to her." And He would ask like, "Why don't you feel that way towards your victims?" And he'd be like, "I can't change that." Mm. He goes, "I justified what I did to them every time. That's in the past. Let's just move on. Let's talk about something else." And it it's was like, like he no, wanted. no, no, they that's were like, no. That's why, we're, why we're, here. we're talking to you. We're not but, talking to right. you to get yeah. your and apple he'd be like, pie no, Let's recipe. talk about something else. And he said it in such a calm manner, and he was, yeah, it was this proud moment of what he'd done. And all the photos, obviously he's smiling, he's happy. He has this weird psychotic look to him, but he's joyful about it.
2: That's so wow.
1: crazy. Yeah. He, I feels like he imagines this to be his duty in life, like the yeah. second job that he needed to have yeah. of murdering people. And it's totally fine. And it, yeah. I can't understand that.
0: Yeah, and his obsession—it seems like it doesn't seem like that his murders were necessarily a, an obsessive compulsive thing. What is obsessive about him is his the letters to the police and taking credit for what yes. he felt that he deserved credit for.
1: Yeah, yeah. staying in power like if they was they the obsession. That, yeah, yeah, if they the, got
3: something wrong that he did, he mm, needed to correct them. Yeah, and he would put a smiley face like I know better than you. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: smarter than you. Yeah. Are. Like, yes. No,
3: you got it wrong again. Right. This is how I did it. This is this is what I had to do.
0: And I wonder if it. I mean, I I don't wonder. I guarantee that it was some sort of kind of jab at the police in oh, general absolutely. for not yeah. being able not to being make it into the police force.
3: And also, when I was doing research on Keith, you could buy his letters. Whoa. There's a whole market on the internet that you could buy memorabilia of specific serial killers and murderers and uh even there's some that are much cheaper that are his letters from prison but you could you could purchase stuff that he signed uh, uh, he would draw a smiley face and you could buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a market out there. And it I, is. Which I'm, I'm gonna actually talk gonna talk a
0: about A little later. bit about it, but you know, serial killer art as well. Oh the, absolutely. And and it's it's really controversial actually because who who profits from it? Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't profit from it. Yeah. So the I mean serial killer art is sold for like a mil- like millions oh, of dollars right. it's insane absolutely. like um there's such John a Wayne crowd Gacy for it. had a few that sold for thousands and thousands of dollars the pictures that he painted of the clown his yeah. clown persona and Nightmare Charles Manson had a lot of art that was sold but it's like they aren't allowed to benefit from their crimes so like that that's the controversy. It's like yeah. who does this? Yeah. Yeah. who
3: does this go Money to? Money goes who somewhere. Does go Where's it go? Yeah. A
0: lot of people will actually write to serial killers, uh, which I'll talk about uh, a little bit later. They'll write to them and then eventually sell those letters uh-huh. back and forth. Um, Interesting. And depending on the notoriety of the serial killer, that depends mm-hmm. on like how much how they'll much sell it'll for. for. Yeah. Isn't that crazy?
3: An obsession in its own in weird its way? own way. Yeah. I got a photo of one of his uh, letters that's sold. Um, but yeah, he starts off with a smiley face and he writes um, this very first sentence. I would like to tell my story. I'm a good person at times. I've always wanted to be liked. I've been married and divorced with children. I, did, I didn't really want to be married, but it happened. I've uh, read your paper and enjoyed it a lot. He just has these conversations with the media and newspaper and all of those letters were, were sold.
0: Man. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. The the conversations with the media it's it's like the Zodiac did the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where he wanted to take credit for the murders that he yeah. committed, but the Zodiac kind of I don't really know what to say about the Zodiac. The Z- Zodiac started taking credit for murders that he could not have committed. Right.
1: He just wanted credit for everything. Yeah. And yeah. then
0: there's also question of whether aside from the bloody pieces of clothing that the zodiac sent in there was a lot of question as to whether or not the person writing the letters was actually the zodiac killer yeah. because yeah. they were like i think this is just some wacko and then he sent in the bloody shirt and it was like it's right. me it's but like yeah. oh shit yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah part of the letter zodiac he writes-
3: Yeah, he writes, I've always uh, I've always wanted to be noticed like on the front page, etc. So like, yeah, he he wanted it. it. Yeah, Yeah. that was a Zodiac thing, too, saying like, if you don't post this
0: on the front page. Yeah, Yeah, I will blow up a school bus or like so he would threaten because he he wanted wanted the notoriety. Yeah, he's obsessed with the notoriety and the power that That comes with it
3: go back when he said i've always wanted to be noticed the whole like middle child syndrome of like you know that's yeah it it starts at such a young age Mm -hmm. like and then it all kind of comes full circle yeah i just want to be noticed oh gosh
0: well that's terrifying
3: yep and weird
0: that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird and we didn't really mention this at the beginning of our episode. We were way too pumped to talk about Murdies, but guys, this was our 50th episode. Can you believe Lauren and I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our show and following us on social media and sharing the show and our posts with others. Huge thank you to our patrons who donate to the show at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. Because of you, we were able to get new equipment and sound like a real-life professional show, and we will be able to stay at another haunted hotel next month for our third paranormal investigation and we seriously wouldn't have a show without you so thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts we love you all join us next week for obsessions part two lauren will be sharing the story of randy stephen craft the scorecard killer Ooh. And I will be sharing my findings on the scientific and psychological reasons why people are obsessed with serial killers and the macabre. It's an obsession within an obsession, it's an obsession. Get it? Dream within a dream, inception. No one's here. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weirdcast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Check out our Patreon page and get some extras for donating to our show. You can donate as little as $1 a month to support us. Head over to our iTunes and give us a five star rating. Pretty, pretty please. Stay tuned after the episode to check out a promo from a good friend of the podcast, the Sci Fi Double Feature Drive In Podcast. They are the coolest. Check them out on iTunes when you get a chance and make sure you listen to their promo after the episode. And in honor of our 50th episode, I will leave you with what we have discovered is our show's mission statement. What is it that makes us so afraid of what we don't understand? We're setting out to explore everything that is strange and unusual in our world while showing you that just because it's spooky doesn't mean you can't have fun. We are Ashley and Lauren reminding you to keep it weird.
2: We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every
1: minute of your stay here.
2: Listen to me. Please
1: listen. If you don't,
2: if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike in you!
3: Are you ready to enter this sci-fi double-feature drive-in? On every first and third Thursday of the month, your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man-Waglin, pick a very radioactive, a very out-of-this-world double-feature, and discuss two movies featuring giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens and aliens attacking earth and everything in between then join us in the underground on every second and fourth thursday as we look to shed some light on the unknown of this world and worlds beyond with our series the drive-in underground classified case files are presented featuring ufos cryptids and everything unknown so join us and don't forget to stop by our snack bar first